Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. I paid my dues Time after time I've done my sentence but committed no crime and bad mistakes I've made a few I've had my shells and kicked in my known as the United States of the Americas. Uh, congratulations to the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams with a little help from their friends, but we'll get into that momentarily. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Three Man Weave. <gasps> Three Man Weave is brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Use your heads, we invite you, we implore you, we insist upon thee to use your heads and support your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot, picking up an official Chair Shot t-shirt. We literally have something for everyone. You're sick of ESPN, you're sick of Fox Sports and all of that. Hey, man, what better way to rally against the machine 
than a good old-fashioned dose of American capitalism by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash DChairShot and picking up a hashtag journalism shirt. We've got my personal favorite, Jesus did the job, and his dad was the promoter, Save Tag Team Wrestling, yada, yada, yada. We've got a bunch of other cool designs, cool things that we've done with the ChairShot logo and cool shirts. Make sure you get it soft style, fellas. That's the only time that is acceptable. Again, if you appreciate the... Tunny has something he'd like to say. Have you been on the website lately? Of course I have. I go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. What do you mean, sir? Would you like to tell the people about the brand new shirt there? Why don't you, since you seem so enthused about it? I thought since it's after you, you would want to talk about it. Yes, I probably would, but you were so enthusiastic about bringing it up, so why don't you go ahead and let the good people know what the premier debut shirt is, sir? Nefarious Means. Hey! (laughs) Go pick up your Nefarious Means t-shirt for those that don't know. I don't pay for wrestling. I don't pay for MMA. I don't pay for boxing. I don't pay for football games. I don't pay for basketball games that are outside of my market. That is my own personal form of reparations. And I get all of those things, all of those sports, all of those events through hashtag nefarious means. Go pick it up. Thechairshot.com. Remember, folks, we're not just a website. We're a movement. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by the Commissioner PC Tunney. Raymond Cash is on assignment today, but don't fret, my pet. From the Down the Wire podcast, put your hands together and show your love for the Warts Brothers themselves, the terrific duo, the dynamic duo, the truculent, I don't know. Leave put your hands together for the Warts Brothers. <laughs> Damn it, Platt. David leave, and Tommy. Leave the alliteration to Tony. And ladies and gentlemen, how about a round of I can't, uh, You third person Pop. I can't remember the last time I've been called truculent. He's he's he just hears me say things and he repeats them sometimes. Yes, because that's what I do. I just parrot shit that I hear from other people. That's clearly what I do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like we hit a nerve, folks. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little bit of parody. Truculent definition. What hundred percent? Listen, listen. Eager. Platt, okay, yeah. Platt used to be a part of the Truculent Trio, which he no longer partakes in. There is no longer a Truculent. The Truculent Trio is currently non-existent. Whatever Q... you say, parody characterization, Tunny. Uh, that Cue works, the uh, Price well is Right womp womp music's right uh, here. We need DP That's for that, but I can pretty, go, pretty, pretty good uh, comparison, though. Yeah. I'll good, take to that. You guys, good to see you guys, though. Dave, you've got an excellent Fu Manchu going on there, man. Oh, well. I always give props to the facial hair. Oh, you got the uh, the 03 triple. That's the 06 Triple H right there. Oh, uh, yeah, the, yeah. The I've Chester A. Garfield over there. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck is Chester A. Garfield? If you know you're going to be if you go on a long drive, do you turn it into a food Manchu? Leave some crumbs in there for later? Now, to be fair, he did uh, uh, convolute okay, uh, two different presidents. He he, he yeah. mixed uh, Chester Chester A. Arthur with Cleveland's own James Garfield. Oh, okay. Okay. Garfield. Okay. Dude, <laughs> I know. I, I I figured as much, Platt. I didn't want to uh, insult your your uh, uh, holy city that is Cleveland. Oh, cut the shit! You didn't know James A. Garfield was from Cleveland. I, I went to his grave site and his birthplace. Uh, I thought uh, Grover was it's, from Cleveland. 
take that. Oh God. No, Grover is Cleveland, sir. That belch was for Mags. He loves that when people. Grover from that Sesame in. Street is Cleveland from Family Guy. <laughs> they sound kind of the same. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna get the sports today, folks. <laughs> One of these things is not like the others. One of these things doesn't belong. Can you tell which thing is not like the other by the time I finish this song? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, ladies and gentlemen, an unfortunate series of events happened over the weekend where we live in a world in which now people question whether or not Matthew Stafford could possibly be a Hall of Fame quarterback. And to that, I say, please bring the baseball Hall of Fame standards to the NFL if we're going to consider that kind of horse shit. Nonetheless, the Los Angeles Rams, their dominant defense, and one of the greatest defensive players in all time, Aaron Donald, taking the trophy away from the Bengals. Uh, Gentlemen, first, let's start with the fun part. Where were you? Who'd you watch it with? How much did you drink? What kind of food was there? Because that's what's most important to me and what I want to know. So, Tommy, how was the Super Bowl, eh? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I was like, I don't know why I went Italian there. Italian food. I did. I did that. Uh, I I basically just watched it with a couple of buddies, got some beer, and 
just hung out. Didn't really do much for it. It's kind of been a thing that we've been doing for a few years. So, you know, good things never change, right? Didn't do much different. No, normal normal type Sunday, but except I really didn't leave my ass off the couch. So, <laughs> Any special food grabbed, eaten? Uh, we did actually go to, and we, gra- we, went, we drove down to Gurney, and we got some Cane's chicken, like a 50-piece chicken tender, brought that back up, and did it that way. That is something very special, and that is a great choice on where to get some chicken here uh, in northern Illinois and south, uh, southern Wisconsin. Aesop, how about you, my friend? I stayed home. I didn't do uh, anything. I tried to find a Super Bowl party somewhere that had, like, some friends, but literally all my friends were uh, hanging out at home as well. So I stayed in. I ended up uh, taking a nap beforehand, waking up, and eating some like fajita chili shit i don't know my girlfriend made it and it was fucking fantastic so i wasn't complaining no i'm sure my co-workers were the next day so oh oh boy uh next time that happens to you you should text me you could have come and hung out with dp and i and satchel mcflippins well you know i had a podcast to do the next day so you might not have made it then might not have made it then that's where i was uh down by uh satchel mcflippins he's got a really nice eight foot pool table in his basement so afterwards we're shooting some stick his wife made homemade beer um beer cheese soup with sliced brats in it fresh homemade sourdough for an appetizer was uh french bread that was toasted and cut up into slices about i don't know like a little bit bigger than an oblong hockey puck and on top of there was freshly cut up mozzarella and sliced wagyu beef so this was like all out Ooh, amazing wagyu apps. beef yes. jesus christ Damn. there were a number of different gins and vodkas available for consumption different craft mm-hmm. beers as well so it was a great night uh, we had a really good time so i do apologize for missing the show monday i would love to come on what, what are you talking and, about what are you talking about? You missed a show Monday? Well, I was supposed to come on your show, but I was too drunk to get oh, out of bed. Oh, so that was you. I just want to apologize on air. I knew we had a guest booked, but yeah. I just figured I it, thought was it was the mailman. Yeah. Well, he delivers. Or, you know, he actually delivers. Rob Manfred or Joe Biden. <laughs> I don't need to get that, We don't want no Wagyu two. beef eaters on our fucking, you know. <laughs> well, looks like I'm out. Chris, uh, how was your Super Bowl? <laughs> Uh, my Super Bowl was pretty chill, man, and low-key, similar to, to Dave's here, a.k.a. Aesop. So I was at the house with my significant other, my better half, if you will. A uh, little bit of vodka, a little bit of beer, a little bit of White Claw. As far as the menu, we had some ramen, which was delicious. And shout-out to Blue Moon, who do who does Take oh, and Bake sure. Pizzas. Oh, the uh, pizza my place. Better okay, ha- I thought you meant the beer. That's what I thought. Shout-out Blue Moon the beer, too. Oh, fuck no, man. I'm not. No, that shit tastes like feet until you put the orange in. And I have no need to put the orange. I'm not going to waste an orange on some foot tasting beer. Yeah, he's going to waste that orange on his lady's foot. Damn it. Damn straight. Make it even sweeter. So also, sweet, I, don't know why, I don't know why uh, you you and your lady are drinking that much. <laughs> she shouldn't be having nothing but maybe a glass of red wine, right? Well, I mean, she's eating for two. I'm drinking for three. That's okay. There you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And got the T-shirt to prove it too. It's over here somewhere. I, I'm not gonna go get it because you know dead air. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we had the little take and bake pizza during her pregnancy. Man, she's only been craving cheese pizza. So we did half cheese, and then I did half uh, ground beef, and then I, I cut up a green pepper and put some on my half as well. But it, it turned out pretty well. Hey, that sounds legit. Yeah. 
I guess the <laughs> cravings are real, man. Like cheese pizza, uh, spaghetti, ramen, fucking um, uh, ambi- uh Dr. Pepper, uh, Arby's curly fries. These are this is the menu. She just sounds hungry at this point. I don't know. Craving <laughs> anything? Yeah. It just kept going. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't see, but that's like no. That none of those are weird. I crave I all those too when I'm hungry. Yeah. Every single one of them. Maybe she's yeah. not pregnant. At Maybe she's point, turning Tom into Tom. Pregnant. She's yeah. Just t- I might as well be. Congratulations, Tom. Yeah. Way to go. Way to go. What do you do, sir? There. Yeah, well, I'm not due anytime soon. When are you? When are you due again? Well, you talk about my ability. No, no, she's due uh, June first. Sweet, coming up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey. You yes, better be Sebastian. live, live podcasting in the delivery. Oh, oh yeah, I want. Oh, yeah. oh, I swear to God, we've no. talked about Sky it, bus. and I probably won't have a son or a significant other. If I were to do that, <laughs> good. Yeah, don't do that. We, I swear to God, I like, said, hey, uh, just get like a lavalier. Just get like a lavalier and and like attach to your shirt, real sneaky. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Super Bowl Fifty Six. Rams came out on top. Let's talk a little bit about the game here. And I'll be honest with you. What I came away from it was one of the best defensive players was in that game, and then otherwise two mediocre teams made the Super Bowl. I think that's mm. relatively fair. I, I I didn't believe uh, all that much in the Rams. I, I did not think they were going to make it this far. And to be completely frank, that uh, all-time greatest defensive player didn't do jack shit until uh, the second half. And I, I think that overall, this this Super Bowl, Super Bowl was very fun. At least you had... Uh, equally matched teams going into it rather than, you know, having, you know, one team just completely blow out, uh, blow the roof off the whole fucking building. Uh, the only thing that I have to say is it was 58 minutes of great football. And then the last two minutes happened and I wanted to die. Explain yourself. Well, I mean, come on. It, the The amount of ticky tack bullshit that happened in that final drive by the Rams is ridiculous. And I know that people want to compare it to T Higgins, no call, but that's the thing is that was a no call. The ref missed the face mask on Jalen Ramsey. And it, you know, there's nothing to be said about that. The penalty on uh, what was it? Wiggins or Wilson, Wilson, Logan Wilson. Yeah. Logan Wilson, the penalty on Logan Wilson was completely fabricated. I don't care what you say. That was all oh, you're talking about the finish the Rams drive on Cincinnati's defense, that pass interference. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. That was, yeah. All 12 of them. Yeah. That was pass bad. Interference. That was, uh, it was, it was a holding. Whatever that it was, was a, it was wrong. Yes. Yeah. It was bad. And that changed the course of the game. You know, people say like one penalty doesn't change it. No, that ends up turning a, uh, third and I think it was like a third and 12 into a first but and I, I seven. Think, like I that think, is, is I think a lot of people aren't talking about it because the, the Rams got screwed over and the Bengals got a score off of a missed penalty call, right? So one was well, not called, one was called. Each team benefited one time from it, right? It doesn't fabricate. Neither, is all. Yeah, I understand, but neither of them, neither of them are right. Neither of the wrongs put together make the right, but at the same time, there are equalities on each side, right, Tom? I don't but know. But also, yeah, also I have to add on top of that, before you go, Tom, 
You also had yeah, fuck my three more penalties you just in wait. two plays that were a little bit ridiculous on top of that. Minus the Eli Apple one. That one is kind of bullshit, but whatever. I, I also wanted to shout out, like, I think T. Higgins practices that move, honestly. It was perfect the way he had it set up because he was on the outside corner. Jalen Ramsey's on the inside of him still. There's no way for the ref to see him pull that face mask. That sideline judge, absolutely no way. And so after he fell, he then plays it off so smooth. So his arm goes over top of Ramsey. And Ramsey, like, falls right through it, just making it look like he trips right through him. Honestly, thought it was, like, the most impressive offensive pass interference no call I've ever seen. Definitely should have been called, and I get the frustration behind that. And it did change a lot for the Bengals, too. The Bengals needed a score on that interception. They needed a touchdown. They didn't need a field goal on that right after they got it in the second half. Uh, I I get it kind of balances out, but it seemed like a game where – they were swallowing their whistles the whole time. They wanted these guys to play because they didn't want a situation like this to arise. And it ended up happening and screwing over the whole game in, in a in a way for me. Yeah. Now the to be to be completely fair and balanced, shout out to Fox News. He he. The <laughs> Bengals certainly didn't do themselves any favors in this game. But as as Tom, as you alluded to, man, and please somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that there were two penalties called on each team up until the last two minutes, and then there was 56 in those last two minutes. <laughs> like unfucking believable, man. I mean, they. I mean, basically from about the 25 to the two, that was all the officials that helped the Rams out. So at that point, it's 14 on 11. You know what I mean? I mean, they fought. These motherfuckers fought and no penalty was called. And I'm talking about when um, Aaron Donald pushed Burrow out. In any other game, man, that's 15 yards roughly no, the passer. That, that yeah, was not even, yeah. no, and, that wasn't even close the, to a penalty. Comes that over should never be and called. Pushes him. I wasn't Burrow's, mad at that. Like, that's good football. Of course you got to have your quarterbacks back. That wasn't it was even a football penalty. play from Aaron Donald. I didn't think anything should have been called. And I was actually giving the refs their props for just letting them play on because it's the Super Bowl. Uh, that also has two minutes. That also woke up Aaron Donald 100% because he wasn't doing jack shit that entire uh, – no, I mean, that, that, no, that no, first the... half, he didn't do anything. He wasn't getting any pressure, and the minute that he – I'm pretty sure the fight was in the first half. It was. No, it was right was, at the end of the no, first it was, half. It was, oh, I thought it was the beginning of the third quarter or in the third quarter at some time. No, third quarter was the uh, opening touchdown. Yeah, the touchdown, then the interception, game. yeah. Okay. And, but, and, but either way – Go ahead. I was going to say the the one penalty on the Bengals was uh, what's his name Hargraves, the idiot cornerback uh, that just jumped on the field for no fucking reason. Yeah. Talk about and that was a big play too, all things considered. When well, uh, they got the interception, he, so now instead of starting on the twenty, the dudes had to start on the ten, and they got nothing to work with off of that. So right, he comes running onto the field, and I'm like, that's a penalty. You knew and, it right I mean, away to, with his cell phone in his pocket. I'm like, come on, bro. What are yeah, you doing? It's like, bro, what are you doing? Like, but that's, that's, that goes back to coaching too, man. Cause you got to know better than that. And that, that's all coaching. You know what I mean? It was a boneheaded play, but that's all coaching. Um, but yeah. And of course the, the last drive when the Bengals did get the ball back, they have an opportunity. Their Achilles heel came to bite them in the ass, which is their offensive, offensive line. line. Yeah. I, you know, say what you want about Aaron Donald, man, but I feel like he should have been the MVP of this game. I understand why they gave it to Cooper, the two touchdowns, including the game winner, 
this Melaforma had two sacks, eight pressures, which I believe was a record. Like Aaron Donald was in the Cincinnati backfield more than Joe Mixon. <laughs> like, he, he really disrupted that game and put his imprint on this Super Bowl. But uh, another thing that I, I want to bring up is that Kroenke, Sam Kroenke, the owner of the Los Angeles Rams, he contributed $6 billion to the Los Angeles economy by moving that team from St. Louis to L.A., and he got his receipt on this one. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Did you uh, see a uh, fantastic shirt today? Yeah, that was that was less less. what was his name? It's not Les Miles. That was LSU's coach. Uh, Les Sneed, is that his name for L.A.? Yeah. He, uh, the fuck them picks shirt that he had on today. Did you guys see that? Crocky also had a two for a hot second. And then I guess like his publicist was like, this is not a good look. <laughs> but but shout out to the L.A. Rams, though, man. I had them in the Super Bowl preseason and this was the best team money can buy. So it was money well spent. And, and to go to your Aaron Donald point for MVP, not only did he get those two sacks, but he was pivotal in uh, allowing those uh, his other teammates to get the rest of the five sacks. That happened, too, because he got double covered the entire time. So uh, Aaron Donald was a very key factor. Now, I'm not complaining about Cooper Cup, but I wouldn't have complained if Aaron Donald got the MVP award either. I would say you you kind of add in the season that Cooper Cup had, right? Maybe one of the top five receiving seasons of all time. Just the coverage that he drew uh, offensively from that Bengals defense as well. You can pay attention to that. The thing that surprised me most about this game is if you have such a strong defensive front like the Rams do, why wouldn't you have more passes to the flat and try and spread that line out and allow yourselves to have some, you know, draw plays up the middle to run as well. So once you get that line spread out, they're trying to cover the flat. Someone's coming up. Then you're going deep with Chase. It just seemed like a poor offensive game plan. Now, maybe they've tried with those things in the past, and the line is just so poor they can't. But it didn't seem like they were utilizing the backs out of the backfield like they could have with such a dominant defensive line. That's my one complaint for the game, for the Bengals Well, side. that's the that's the thing, though, with those, line, those uh, flats passes, man. You need time for them to develop, and I don't know if they were going to be able to get that time. You literally don't. It's like the guy goes three feet over here, and I just throw him the ball. Yeah, he got to get that three also, feet. That's like two seconds, man. You, you, that was another major issue with the Bengals. Well, thank God the game. other <laughs> – never mind. I'm not even going to go there. We'll just keep I'm just saying, sports. man. That I just want to argue with Chris. Garbage. We know that. We know that. But another issue with the Bengals, not on top of having a bad line, is that Joe Burrow had Aaron Rodgers syndrome, which he has to hold on to the ball – for God knows how long. All I'm saying is, for a lot of these guys, nuts. the first yard takes two seconds, according to Chris. But then the last 39 <laughs> yards is only three point. It's only 2.4 seconds. It's really weird. They're like King Cooper and fuck King Cooper and Mario Kart, where it takes them forever to get going. But once they get going, he's faster than everybody yeah, else, man. right? Yeah, you gotta you gotta rev up. You gotta okay. rev up the engine, bro. These aren't Lamborghinis we're talking about here, sir. ESPN Sports <laughs> Science brought to you by Christopher Platt and PC Tutty. You're welcome. Yeah, bring it back. Bring it back, guys. <laughs> I mean, I think the jury's still out if Zach Taylor's even, like, a good coach. You know, they showed his record beforehand, and I know they signed him for another four years now after this, or three maybe, through 2026. And uh, he's six. 16 32 and one as a coach okay that's his career record and he just got a four-year extension i get right. it joe burrow got hurt last year and the team was just abysmal the year before that 
but he can't really do much without the two guys, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, yeah, at but least. Who does anything without talent like that, right? That's what I'm They've saying. They've had the same wide receiver core for three years. They and didn't have the Jamar one that Chase. Everyone is, they didn't have Jamar Chase, but they had Higgins, they had Uzama, and they had Boyd. That doesn't mean anything. Joe Burrow is now farther into his NFL career and understanding what needs to happen on the field, and he has his safety blanket in Jamar Chase, right? Everybody said they should draft Penny Sewell, but what happened? They made it to the Super Bowl. They're going to get better. They're missing pieces. They so unbelievably overachieved with a coach that created chemistry. I'm just uh, just saying I called them going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, we I also don't know if we can guarantee they're going to be there again because their division was beat well, if you up listen to Joe Burrow, year. he's got plans already. He's already made plans. Sure. Good. Yeah, good I mean, for no, him. everyone has plans to go everywhere. Joe Flacco is ready to go whenever if he gets to January. I promise you that. Tom, Tom and I talked uh, talked about it on our podcast uh, the other day. Do you guys have a podcast? I, Whoa, uh, <laughs> I declared that the Bengals are the newest iteration of the Cam Newton Carolina Panthers. I really feel that they're kind of a one and done and they're going to be bad. I just think it. I have a, this gut feeling that they're not going to be the same type of team that you saw this year having this magical season. The Bengals I, will make the playoffs next year. Mm. Okay, but it doesn't mean that they go anywhere. It doesn't mean any team goes anywhere. Where do you live? Who do you root for? Okay, the team just made it to the Super Bowl, and you guys are wondering why the coach got an extension. He won one of the toughest divisions that they weren't expected to. He won three playoff games, and he took him to the Super Bowl with a fucking maybe the 27th best offensive line in the NFL. You don't think they're going to get better? I think 27 is giving them a little too much credit. But I think it it actually goes to show just the depth of the AFC. Because, you know, McCombie and the Chiefs are still going to be there. You got Josh Allen and the Bills. We got my man uh, Herbert. Mac Jones and Belichick out in New England is clearly making Lamar going to be healthy again. The funny thing here is I'm dealing in reality. You guys are dealing in hypothetical. Same with Indy, too. Tennessee's guaranteed too at the reality so hypotheticals which side of life would you like to be on in the sports world I'll take reality what what reality you're playing the reality that they won their division they won three playoff games and made it to the Super Bowl and you guys are like how undeserving of a new contract this team's gonna be horrible next year what signs point to that well I didn't say that would be based off of the beat-up NFC North or AFC North this last season. And I'm saying you I'm sure Dan Marino, after he made the Super Bowl his second year, thought he that was going to be an annual occurrence as well. I'm just saying, I, all I'm saying is that I'm just pointing out how difficult it is to make a fucking Super did, Bowl. So I don't Joe think Burrow's tomorrow's not necessarily of teams That's all I'm saying. not making it, then there are teams going back and back, back to back to back to back. Look at fucking Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers made it in his second year as a starter. And how many, not to mention going into the year after that, 15 and one, you were like, this team's guaranteed, right? I'm not guaranteeing guaranteeing a Super Bowl. I'm not even talking about the Super Bowl. You guys are saying that this is a team that's going to be shitty next year and that Taylor shouldn't have got an extension. I never said that. Well, you did say that. I just said that it was tough sledding in the AFC and and pointed out reasons as to why. I never said they were going to be shitty. No, no, no. Just answer these questions. Who's the Steelers quarterback? 
Who's the Browns quarterback? Who, do, who, are the Ra- who are the Ravens wide receivers? Hollywood Brown. Okay, that's that's <laughs> Mark good. Andrews. That's a tight end. You guys are just losing this conversation here. Period. What do you mean losing? It's three on one. And I'm still winning. This is amazing, folks. Yeah, look, Christopher Platt has left. That happens that's all the time. How... That's how you know he's losing. You know, I I was saying. Sam I remember Brown. last time I was last time I was on here, Platt like ended up telling me he was a tall guy, and I never got that vibe. And that was like the first time I saw full body of him right there yeah. walking out. <laughs> he's only six two. Like holy shit! He's only six two. Well, that's like seven three in a Wurtz family, oh, so man. that might. I'm as the well. tall one. Well, I'm six yeah, one exactly. <laughs> yeah, we we start with fives in our family. Again, I, I said nothing to the effect that they're not uh, going to the playoffs. A- I just said. Aesop wrestles like he's 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> <laughs> I am just saying that I don't think they're going to make it back to the Super Bowl anytime oh, soon. I, That's I, what I had said. I wouldn't guarantee that. I wouldn't bet on that. I think they're like, or, okay, do you think, okay, Tom does not think they're a playoff team next year, correct? Correct. Dave? I'll go wild card. So that you think they're a playoff team. Chris, are they a playoff team next year? Well, number one, I didn't lose the argument. I lost control of my bladder. That's why I left. But no, they're not a playoff team because everybody has gotten a head start on planning against them going into next season. So no. All right. Cool. And the AFC is the AFC. We'll see what happens. I'm pretty sure they played in the AFC this year. Let's mark mark the tape right now. That's all that way we of- can that sounds like a lot of get uh, Tony back on. What is it? Uh, fucking February sixteenth at. Uh, did you just look up the date when it's my birthday? You. That's asshole? not the. That... <laughs> <laughs> Happy old are birthday, you? by 24? the way, Tom. Let's get that out on here. You brought it, it up. Whatever year. Whatever it is. Year. That's how old it is. Hey, the bottom line is, Tony ain't doing that shit, man. Hell, Tony stopped counting up our picks after the first week of the playoffs. You know what I mean? No, so I got the first three. I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot of work. There's a lot going on over here. It's road to WrestleMania, but I kept I think, track. Uh, it was easy. <laughs> well, maybe you need some more responsibilities yes. over at the chair shot then, huh? I mean, if you can't handle it, sure. <laughs> <sighs> Whatever. You know what? Honestly, honestly, Chris six knows. Six foot six, baby. Six foot six. Chris knows in the back of my head. I'm like, you can make fun of me all you want if you pick up a few things around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a shoot. Yeah, he wasn't bullshit. <laughs> I'm Aren't I filling around. your spot on uh, Sunday? All I've been doing is picking up shifts. You love that show. Don't even start with me. Very fun. Oh, I, is, I that, is, is that not the most fun you have podcasting, man, going on the bandwagon nerds? And, and listeners, man, seriously, that's the best show that you're not listening to if you're not listening to it. Make sure you check it out. It's an awesome show. It's fun to be on. The conversations are always great. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to bandwagon nerds. I... I I know how to nerd, so uh, it it is definitely a lot of fun. Though you know, I might I might say that down the wire might be that type. Of well, podcast, I was gonna say but, before yeah. we go to commercial here, Tom, why don't you tell everybody all about down the wire, where they can find you and your brother, Forever the worker. Yeah, uh, down the wire posts every Tuesday mornings on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. Pandora, if you're still that far behind, maybe even and. Uh, 
Tuesday nights on thechairshot.com talking sports. We're not sure if we know, but we're definitely going to talk. So big Evan McPherson fans here. Huge. Oh yeah. And Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm. Oh, it's, it's the unofficial quarterback. It's the unofficial podcast of backup quarterbacks. Just so you know. Yeah. So you're those kind of fans. All right, folks, you're listening to three man weave here. Chair shot radio network. Shout out the, Gus Farad. The chairshot.com. <laughs> Shout out Mark Pagel. And a reminder <laughs> to back on the Packers. never headbutt the wall after you throw a touchdown. It might hurt your NFL career. Wherever Vinny Testaverde was that year. We'll be right back. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Cold. Pay attention, folks. Here comes the good stuff you rarely get. Daniel, let me just Jacobi tell you, Brissett, if not for John Tesh's answering machine, yeah. the world would be a AJ worse place. McCarran, <laughs> Sam Darnold on the same team. Matt Barkley. When the funk hits the fan, smells like chitlins, grits, and ham. Shout out to John Tesh, baby. Keeping it funky like a chunky <laughs> monkey, baby. <laughs> you dig it. Let's talk a little bit NBA trades. Everything happened after we recorded. We uh, dropped the day of trade deadline, and Ben Simmons ends up heading to New Jersey, now Brooklyn. Brooklyn, sir. Yeah, they made him go to New Jersey first. They sent him on a Greyhound. The Philly was so pissed at him. <laughs> uh, shout out to the Belaz brothers. You're welcome. Sometimes you recover in great ways. Uh, James Harden finally reconnecting with his old GM, Daryl Morey. And ultimately capitalizing it right away on that $47 million he's owed next year. Who got the better of this trade, gentlemen? Uh, it's the the Sixers right now, I think. That's a proven formula to win in the NBA. Two top ten players in the league, and you can win a championship. Happens all the time. And uh, I get why people would be saying it's a little bit of an overpay for James Harden to send uh, Seth Curry, who's good for 12 points a game, if you didn't know, uh, Andre Drummond, who's like three years past when he was that good, and uh, Ben Simmons, who was a locker room cancer for them, so he needed to leave. The two picks are going to be at the end of the first round. What's good in a 
to 30 pick in the NBA. It depends on how good I don't know. I don't is. see I don't see why people are mad at Philly for this at all. I mean, Philly, shout out to everybody got what they wanted. And, uh, you know, that's rare that you can say that in a trade, especially an NBA trade. Philly, you know, whatever they were going to get back for Ben Simmons was better than a non-playing Ben Simmons. So you're going to get something. You you got to, you know, Daryl was holding out and he got himself a top 15 player in exchange for a guy that wasn't playing. So shout out to him on that. They did give up a lot. Like you, you kind of you you kind of hee haw at the 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 Steph Curry, the Seth Curry thing, but he was an intricate part to what they were doing. He's going to be missed on that team. Brooklyn, I wouldn't have made the move personally. I would have stood packed with the three guys because I thought that you know that was clearly the best team in basketball when all those three guys were playing together and healthy. Hell, they only played 16 games together in two years, which is craziest cat shit to think about. But if Harden was really that unhappy. You know, go ahead and get him up out of there. I don't blame him for being unhappy. I mean, between the Kyrie Irving drama and the the Kevin Durant injury, he probably felt like he was back in Houston again, and that's not what he signed up for. So, but in getting Ben Simmons back, you you get a you get some little bit of depth. Drummond, just run, rebound, and just run. That's all we need you to do: rebound and run and protect the rim. Seth Curry, quality guard. He's going to add a little bit of depth to that backcourt. And you get a guy in Ben Simmons, if he's in balling shape, like that's a big if because we don't know how he's been, what he's been doing. And it's a lot different, you know, actually just shooting around like he has been doing here at the Cranber Compound. Like we went out and put up oh, a couple jump God. shots and stuff like that. But it's a lot different than, you know, NBA competition. But all he's got to do is, is defend, rebound, and facilitate. That's it. Well, and I'll defend uh, my take on Seth Curry one second. Not doubting his great ability to shoot the three ball and how valuable he is at that. He's just not James Harden, and he's not going to add up to that production ever. And I get it as a valuable role player for them, but they got a pretty stacked role player and starting five in Philly. To give up Seth Curry as the big piece, really, after Ben Simmons, I, I think they're more than happy with it. But to uh, answer Tony's question before I let you go ahead and get in here, Dave, the winner of the trade, the Cleveland Cavaliers. All right, bro, you're done. They uh, go ahead. Hard into Careless Levert and and Jared Allen, All Star Jared Allen, oh, sir. Yes, that's the winner of this deal. Uh, that that is 100 percent true. By the way, thank you. Nobody thank has you. to live in a Cleveland yeah. for an extended amount of time as a winner. Dave, go ahead. Now the winner of this between the two is 100% Brooklyn. It's not Philly. I don't care what you say, Tom. I know you're my brother and all, but I'm allowed to say you're fucking wrong whenever I want. First of all, Seth Curry was a 40% three-point shooter. That is huge. With, with 12 points a game. That is huge in Brooklyn. That is something that they'll need off the bench. You are going to get a defensive big in Andre Drummond that can get some points and is going to help create more size against a team like, I don't know, the Milwaukee Bucks, who uh, proceeded to beat them in the playoffs last year. And then you're going to get Ben Simmons, who does not have to score because you have Kyrie Irving and you have Kevin Durant. He all only has to be there to be a defensive presence for a team such as the Milwaukee Bucks, who are clearly moving up the charts and creating more and more pressure in the East. Now, on top of that, you get rid of 
the ultimate locker room cancer in James Harden, who proceeded to piss off every last person in that Brooklyn Nets organization. And he goes over to uh, the Philadelphia team to more or less create more locker room drama, I would assume, with Joel Embiid. He's going to take points away from him and is going to create issues. James Harden had no defense. James now Harden that he had never been invited to the Cranbrook compound. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. You don't have enough beard oil for that. <laughs> hey, 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 no, I'm, I'm using it all. So you're right. Yeah, he got he, you got to bring your old tea tree, James, if you're coming down. Got to bring your old tea tree oil. This, this 100% helps out because now you have a, a happier locker room in Brooklyn for Kevin Durant to do more damage. And meanwhile, Kyrie can only play like eight more games this season. So uh, they've opened uh, that up. Way to be wrong yet again. Oh, that was a snap. Look at me, Z snap. He can play in New York. He can play in New York now. Yes, they op- they are opening it up. I missed that. When did that come out? I don't think it's happened yet, but the governor is pushing towards it. Mm-hmm. I know, so they can uh, beat the Bucks. That's why. God damn it. I don't know that anybody can yes, fuck, but that's a topic a for another day. So since I had to listen yes. to you guys' uneducated <laughs> opinions from the sidelines of watching basketball, I would like to give my own opinion from said uneducated sideline of basketball and saying, without a doubt, the Philadelphia 76ers won this trade. They traded two role players who aren't even that good and a guy who doesn't even like fucking playing basketball for Let's James go. Go mother off, fucking Harden, guys. You don't think James, James Harden wants to go out there James and that you, he you will be the rest of this Houston, year. Man. Just watch. Listen to Charles Barkley when he told LeBron, oh, he ain't hurt. Don't worry. He got traded. He'd be better next week. Dude, also, and that was one of the funniest James shit Harden ever. Then LeBron had to put the I'm when LeBron had to put the clipboard up over his face during that draft to stop from laughing was one of the funniest things I've seen from the All Star draft ever. I mean, KD's sitting there smiling because he knows Harden faking that shit to get out of town. No, the funniest part was when it came down to the last two picks, and it was That's, James Harden. Well, and, that uh, was, was exactly what I just talked about, yes. Chris. Okay, well, how about you fix your internet so we can actually hear what the fuck you got to say next time, sir? Well, if you guys no, would ever let me finish. down those, that Northwoods bar. I mean, if you guys would ever let me finish a take, then we might, you know, it might be okay. Are you finished? I'll wait. I could do this show by myself, assholes. <laughs> no, I was literally pausing my mic so you can get your shit off, motherfucker. And that's I, what you do? I'm just fucking with that's you. That's what you got. Go ahead. Go. I know that I'm. No, no, no. no. Yeah, us three will jump on another one. We'll call it White Man Week. No, we won't. We certainly (laughs) the fuck will not. (laughs) I think I think we missed the whole theory. Interesting choice of the Sesame Street song to start off. Well, that had nothing to do with that. I think you. That was just for Sesame Street. That had nothing to do with this. Jesus Christ, that's hilarious! Y'all go go, y'all go go do Hoosiers weave. Huh? <laughs> I am not. I don't. I don't need to pass the ball that many fucking times. Who needs that uh, shit? Gonna be a whole lot of net touching here, ladies and gentlemen. Whole lot of net touching. <laughs> we I can change the... it up. Maybe uh, we'll call it like the Cranberg Connection. What do you think about that? <laughs> that's not bad. I could smoke a bag of that. Hey, we'll I can. See? I can still yeah. get the backboard. You said you could hit the backboard. Oh, still, I can still get the backboard. 
I'd be lucky to get to net. I don't even know. I, I fuck, man. All right, what other so, trades? Uh, what other so trades you guys want about to talk the about? Philadelphia trade. Nice. Okay, great. Let's uh, keep going. Can we I talk the surge this. trade? Uh, before we get to the surge trade, man, I, I will do this, man, because it's not often that I I, I, I I try my best not to bury brothers on my platforms because you can go to the mainstream media for that. They do it all day on ESPN and Fox Sports, whatever the fuck. I've never personally met James Harden. I do know people that have interacted with him. And to a person, every person that I know that has had any sort of interaction with James Harden, they've all walked away with the same opinion. He's a fucking asshole. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Toxic. That doesn't, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, I bet you we could say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers, too. You know, the, these big name guys kind of think they're too good. So I'm going, Brooklyn. Uh, I'm going Cleveland, but out of the two, I, I say Brooklyn. But Brooklyn, I mean, baby. Philly, Philly did well, though. Like, they couldn't have done any better considering the situation. Like, I don't yeah. really think there's any losers here. Everybody came out better, including Ben Simmons. Like, everybody got what they wanted, you know? And potentially, I, I don't know what he is doing this year, but uh, getting Paul Millsap to, to come off the bench as well could be something. I doubt it. He's washed. Yeah, he's washed. He, Paul Millsap is so washed, man. He's been washed, hung out to dry, wrung out, and is back in the closet, hanging up. That's how yeah, but, I mean, that, that was, I, I went through that the, was the Andre Drummond process. That was the Andre Drummond part of the deal, right? I mean, both of those two cancel each other out. That's yeah. nothing's going to happen. Yeah. It's amazing that the Nets gave away Jared Allen. They could really use an all star in Jared Allen right now. And they gave him away for DeAndre Jordan, who is also hung out to dry yeah. and, or hung back in the closet. That's how Speaking Washington of, is at this point as well. Because they didn't have to get rid of Jared Allen. Yeah, who's right about that? Tony was right about that, man. I got to give the devil his due. I didn't see it with Jared Allen, but yeah, he's an all-star. And he's literally an all-star now because somebody bowed out, so he'll be playing this weekend in Cleveland. James Harden. Him and Garden. Garland. Oh, well, you don't say. It. There you go. He's one of three people in NBA history to be averaging 16, 10, and shoot over a certain percentage uh, in a season. So, I it's love Jared Allen. He reminds me of Andre 3000's Coffee Black. With that hair <laughs> from semi pro, oh, because the afro, oh, oh, I got yeah, yeah. touche, touche, yeah, he got that fro, dude. He, he's whatever the list of names that he had, but coffee black is yeah. always my favorite. Let's be honest, that's a good one. But yo, shout out to the Cleveland Cavaliers, man. If you aren't paying attention, the Cavaliers are the most entertaining team in basketball right now. They're young, yes. they're hungry, they defend. And Garland is on the precipice of being a superstar, who he's also an all star as well. Like the Cavs are are a fun team, man. So fun and to get to Karis Levert on top of that too, which might as well be the next trade that you talk about. Let's uh, let's let's not. We don't need to keep going through the trades. These people. <laughs> it's well. Here's the thing. It's a week. It, it it happened a week ago. By the time they listen to this, it happened a week ago. Let's apply it to what's happening now. Who are your favorites to reach the conference finals in, in each conference? Like, let's go. Who's your top two? Right. We'll start in the East. We're all fans of Eastern Conference teams. I mean, if you're saying it's not the Bucks and somebody else, I just don't really believe in what you're saying. I know I'm from Milwaukee, but 
you got to say the Bucks in Philly, right? You got to think James Harden's going to have a, a, a drive inside himself now to show people that you know, hey, I'm where I wanted to be. It's taken a long time for me to get here, but and Embiid's having one of the best seasons ever. So I see you shaking your head, Tom. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I think that's a safe bet. I Bucks are Giannis just coming off his 50 piece the other night on the fourth fewest attempts ever. 21 shots and scored 50 points. So that's got to be worth something. Uh, And Chris Middleton's been playing out of his mind this year, too. He seems like he's a lot more consistent than we're used to from Chris Middleton. And since that Eastern Conference Finals last season, he's really been a completely different player. Uh, But I would like to say that the East is stacked. So it's really hard to decide who you think is going to be there. I'd love to say that the Bucks are there already. I love it. it. But it's not the same ride it was last year. Cleveland, like you said, Platt, definitely on the up and up. Chicago, another very young team. But Zach Levine could drop 40 points in a game if he wants. And the Heat were in the finals two years ding, ago. Ding, 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 ding. You, yes. If a yes. gun to my head, with all due respect to Milwaukee, man, if I'm going Eastern Conference Finals right at this second, I'm going Brooklyn, Miami, Miami, Miami. If, if they can stay healthy, they're, they're a team that's literally built for the playoffs. That team is built for well, basketball. So if they can it, stay healthy and, and stay in the mix in that, you know, that one to five seed range, they, they, they can make some noise. They're going to be a tough right out now, for anybody. As of right now, if, uh, with playing games, if teams finish the way that the one through eight did, it actually would be Miami, Brooklyn going in the first round. So, uh, I, I'm actually going to go Bucks Miami. I think uh, Miami is going to be a prime target for buyout candidates, specifically someone like Goran Dragic, who is more or less guaranteed to go there at this point. I, I also expect a couple more buyout people to hit the Miami market, man. I think that there's no reason Miami doesn't get better. I also don't think there's any reason that the Bucks don't get better with the buyout market as well. Uh, and like Tom said, this East is so much better. You look at the one through eight, Heat, Bulls, Bucks, Cavaliers, 76ers, Celtics, who are finally coming around ever since this trade deadline, Raptors, who've been sneaky good all fucking season for no reason, Nets. Then you look at the 9-10, the playing games. It's Charlotte and Atlanta, who are no slouch, uh, uh, slouch people at all, slouch teams. That, that Hornet this team... Is- this is a He's conference. Good. This is a conference that is uh, a whole lot of Swar- Swarovski crystals in it, and you're getting fooled. That's what's going on right now. The Heat, they have nobody inside to deal with Giannis or Embiid. The Bulls are a fake team that have won. They're like they're last year's Knicks. I'll agree with that. I'll the, agree with that. The though. Cavs are too young. They're getting better. The 76ers yep. are fifth in the conference. The Celtics are sixth in the conference because. There was no one there to help Embiid. We'll see what happens with Harden. Jason Tatum's more interested in making friends with the veterans than beating them. The Raptors don't have a point guard. The Nets are in eighth place, and anybody else doesn't even need to come up in conversation. Well, when we get to the playoffs, you'll know. I think you're doing the Hornets some disservice, man. That Hornet squad is pretty fucking... Their best players younger than me, Dave. Like, they're they're not going to go anywhere. Their best players hurt. He's he's an all-star now, isn't he? Is he a reserve too? Did someone come in and take over for him? Gordon Hayward is hurt. That's their best player. Oh, get Whoa. the fuck out of here. Oh my god. Get what? the 
fuck out of here. Oh my god, dude. No credit. That's slander. That's Not slander. That one. That I cannot give you tough. that. Yeah, and Ooh. if going into the other uh the other conference, if the Suns don't win it, I'll be shocked. Because the Warriors are a fraud team, if you ask me. Uh, oh, I'm not gonna go that far, man. I, okay. I think the Warriors are back, man. Get get Clay, get Clay going like really quick too, dude. When look he's at, hot, look at that he's, Phoenix he's team. damn near the best shooter of all time. When he's look hot. at that Phoenix team. Well, Phoenix, Phoenix is tough. Is I'm not so saying. I think that's your that's your finals preview right there. It's got to be those. Oh two yeah, teams. And, I'm, and I'm signing up for seven games of that. I will smoke a bag of that because you know you know uh, Chris Paul he got a, a stick up his or a craw up his ass in regards to the Warriors. Like he wants to beat those melon farmers bad as hell. So that's yeah, that's going to be an entertaining seven game series. Shout out to Memphis that may make it interesting. I don't think they're quite there yet. I think they're a piece or two away. But John Moran, he's got to be in that MVP conversation. I think it comes down to what they can get from Jaron Jackson. That's going to determine how far they can go in the playoffs. Did I say his name correct? Yeah, Jaron. I said fair. Careless Levert. No, no, no. We all know Careless Levert. Yes. He's, you, he, were, you, were you shooting for J-Ron Jackson? No, I, I was actually trying to get the man's name right. Sometimes I mispronounce people's names on purpose, but sometimes I do it as a shoot as well. Like I call it, it happens all the time. Ask Tony. He luckily he speaks fluent plat, so he knows what the fuck I'm talking about when I fuck somebody's name up. And another another thing we prefaced it earlier. That Serge Ibaka trade is going to be huge, I think, for the Bucks. Uh, just a backup big. That can come in, lock down, play some defense. Very similar role to the PJ Tucker trade last year, and y'all gave up uh, Divincenzo for him though, right? Yeah, yeah but Divincenzo he's been, wasn't He's it. been gone. Yeah, we don't want. We wanted him gone last year. We could have got more for him last year, honestly. No, and then he got I, hurt. I talked with uh, Tom about that uh, on our podcast. They got better this year with DiVincenzo being traded than even if they would have went out and tried to get uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, last year in, in that trade. They were better off holding him and trading him now. I really like what Sergi uh, Baca can bring for this team. And credit to John Horace, the GM, the fact that he got fucking picks for not only Rodney Hood, but Shemi Ojale is fucking remarkable. Dear God. Fair enough. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, talk a little MLB lockout. Uh, I don't know why I'm doing baseball lip service, but it's going to happen. We'll be right back. Chairshot Radio Network, thechairshot.com. Three-man weave with the Wurtz Brothers from Down the Wire. Find them where you find podcasts. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Is the Major League Baseball organization, professional professional uh, media uh, consumption, uh, broadcasting, American baseball all across the country, America's pastime, if you will, are they in danger of becoming the fourth most popular sport? Because, gentlemen, oh, Canada and the, and the game of hockey, it, it, they have the worldwide leader behind them now. Yes. Yes, they are. They are quickly falling irrelevant. And they did this once before back in 94, right? With the that lockout. Well, that, and, that caused us to miss a World Series. So as we record, and I'm going to let Aesop continue here, pitchers and catchers are supposed to report today. You're listening the next morning. 
But so yesterday, pitchers and catchers were supposed to report. We're getting closer to them having to give money back for spring training games, Dave. I they're not making it. They're not starting a full season. They're not getting a full season. Sorry. <laughs> um but like I was saying before, the last time this happened was in '94 with a with a major strike, and I I don't know if, if it goes an entire season. Hopefully not. But you don't have a steroid era to bring baseball back right now. Well, this is a lockout. And, it's not a strike. It's a lockout. Yes, I know that. But if we're right now, they are close to two hundred and fifty million dollars off. Right. Which is. I mean, that's, that's a lot. And if you're that far off, they're not close to getting anything done anytime soon. But, and on top of that, they plan on cutting uh, minor league baseball, which is fucking insane to me. Right. Just to be clear, though, the players are not um, living. They're not. The players aren't not fulfilling their obligation with a contract there is no contract that expired and the owners locked them out because they don't like what the players union is negotiating right that i mean that's just so everybody's aware yes correct yes yeah but i i think i i think that this lockout um while there is a lot to look down on and not feel excited for for baseball they got a couple of things that are in the works that they're trying to help out the game. We heard about the universal DH. We heard about the new draft lottery they're going to do to try to prevent tanking in the MLB. And watch out for college baseball this summer. I, I think that if ESPN gets a little more coverage on it or whoever might pick up a few games, you scoff at it. But these guys are the next thing, too. They Look at what they did with college football. Obviously, it's been around way longer in the the broadcast there's a huge problem with that what's the problem with that ping 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 no that's not it It not ping ping no it takes too long for such a gigantic percentage of these players to get from you watching them in college to them being good baseball players and relevant consistently on your i mean it takes like on average more than 18 months at, at it's probably more than two years on average, right? In basketball and football, the stars and the names are immediate and apparent. This will never be something that makes any money for ESPN more than them doing the College World Series. Also, I, I don't know. Have... I think that if there's I, unless you're be using a ESPN Plus as a, unless you're using ESPN Plus as a platform, not on not on not on network television, not on cable television. If there's no other baseball, it's not worth picking up. Well, that way, possibly, but that's, it's such a. <laughs> How much Korean baseball did you watch during a lockout? Let's look at it that well, way. Well, it was also at, it was also at like three in the morning. Right. So which it made it even too, more like relax, which it made it even easier to watch because there was nothing else against it. Look, hold another thing that you have an issue with is that the MLB just doesn't know how to market its players at all. They are fucking terrible at it. Mike Trout was the best player in the world for how long? And did you see him at all for any type of advertisement? No. Shohei Otani was one of the hottest things in baseball, in sports last year. He didn't get any love outside of criticism, in fact. Well, he he's definitely been rebranded a little bit. He's got the new cover of the video game, too, which they really dropped the ball on not calling it the show without a W. Like, 
SHO, you know, if they wanted to do something like that. Uh, but Ooh. he's definitely he's definitely more marketable. And he was doing things that were so crazy that it, he made himself marketable, too. If the MLB had a better social media presence like the NBA does or the NFL's who's behind the NBA, by the way, uh, it would definitely help. But Rob Manfred is a the worst. Role, so it doesn't really matter. He is the worst and needs to be ejected into space. He is so he is so awful at his job and makes nothing better. In fact, all he does is piss the uh, not only not only the the teams off, he also pisses the fan bases off too. Rob Manfred is fucking awful. Well, he works for the owners, so that's the problem. Chris, jump yeah, in here. Yeah, but you had to. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'm, I've been drinking, so I, I really hope that I can nail this and make it make sense because I think it's a very interesting point when we talk about labor stoppages in baseball, which is as opposed to football and basketball where literally all you need is a ball and some athletic ability. Baseball is very expensive to play, you know, from equipment to travel, yada, yada, yada. Like there's a lot of expense that goes into growing up playing baseball. So I said that to say from a socioeconomic standpoint, at least the, the American born baseball players, they have the leverage and the wherewithal they're not depending on this to eat is what I'm trying to say. So they have the leverage in the weatherfall to look at the owners and say, you know what? Fuck you. This is what we want. And we're willing to stay out. And we have the ability to stay out because we're not depending on this for our income. We're not living check to check. You know what I mean? So we can sit out and wait for y'all to act right. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be missing out on more money than we are. Because if they pay y'all millions, they're generating billions. Y'all know that's how this works. So and this, this is going to be an interesting pissing contest. This that's affects true. more yeah. than just uh, the major league players, right? It, like the minor leagues are affected. They just had a story not too long ago about a San Diego Padres minor leaguer who <laughs> was doing minor league stuff full time and making $15,000 a year. Like it's insane. And uh, I don't know. It, th- this this is such a bag it's a, of worms. It's a dying uh, sport. It's a dying sport. People want to recognize it, it or not. You know, uh, the the sport that's on the biggest boom right now, and they're in. This is the fourth like biggest boom in the history of the sport in America is golf. It's not even close. There were so from from from. Okay, from 2019 to 2020, there were 50 million more rounds of golf played. And then from 2020 to 2021, once again, there were 50 million more rounds of golf played. The pandemic. You couldn't do shit else, man. Yes, you can social distance on a fucking golf course. But it's not looking back anytime (laughs) soon. All these tournaments, all these youth clinics, all these other things are happening. Kids are doing different things, and baseball isn't one of them, whether it's one thing or not. Right. Um, That's the big thing. It, it's crazy. Kepka, yeah, he's helping a lot. Kepka, uh, Bubba, well, Bubba Watson, another oh. dude that has a lot Desha- loads Deshambo. of loads. It's the yeah, fourth Bryson golf Deshambo. boom in America. Huge. The first one was when the Frenchman beat Harry Varden at the U.S. Open in the early 1900s. That was a gigantic golf boom. It's known. People started playing golf in America from that. Arnie's Army 
was when fans started paying attention to golf. Tiger Woods, obviously, but this COVID boom is bigger than anything. And it just goes you to show that the old pastime of what was happening is not, there is no Sandlot anymore. The movie was great, and it's a real thing that I actually grew up with in the late 80s and early 90s, where kids that were on summer break would leave their house every day after breakfast and not come home until dinner because they were going to meet other kids. And when I say other kids, not two or three, nine, 10, 11, or 12 other kids at a park somewhere, and they were going to play basketball, or they were going to play football, or they were going to play baseball, or we went and we, we went and we'd have tennis tournaments. We'd have guys, can we go play tennis? We'd go to the par three and we'd play golf. We'd go out and we'd play sports. That doesn't happen anymore. We do the same thing on Xbox Live. I don't know. And exactly. <laughs> Old and, man and, yells at Cloud. And but the thing about baseball is, man, it's one of those sports that it was passed down to you from an older male in your family, be it father, son, uncle. In my case, it was my grandfather. He loved baseball, so I would sit down and watch the ball game with him when I was a kid, and we would just chop it up. It's one of those things that's passed down from generation to generation. Well, these new generations, they're not growing up watching baseball. And everything that you're saying, Tony, is, is, is correct as well. Th- that's just not what it is, and baseball's not doing anything to cultivate. And as a matter of fact, they're actually doing the opposite from trying yes. to cultivate new fans. They're doing everything they can to drive people that may want to watch this motherfucker away and just being so rigid and stuck in their ways. And as the people start to die out, yeah, but they don't see it because they're making more money than they ever have because of the sports rights deals. Football and basketball are national sports as far as television goes, and so is golf to a degree. NHL has been consistent on your television just unable to find back with ESPN now they are still more of a regional sport baseball is the most regional sport out of all of the national sports Aesop you wanted to jump in there well and I was just going to jump on once again that it is a marketing thing that is first and foremost when you consider the personalities in sports LeBron James James Harden Kevin Durant, that's just, you know, Giannis, another major personality. Don't even get me started on the rest of the NBA. Go over to football. You have Aaron Rodgers, who is so uh, lacking uh, in personality, yet he is still a polarizing figure. You have Peyton Manning jumping in and really drawing people in. Like you said, in golf, DeChambeau, uh, Bubba Watson. Go to a whole litany of other sports, and they have people – that want to bring you in. There is no real personalities in baseball, which makes it an even more boring sport on top of the fact that games take, uh, I think it it was the highest it's ever been this past season or like the last 20 years, three hours and 10 minutes. The NFL has proven that that doesn't matter. Yes, but you know what? In the NFL, there is stuff going on. There is uh, exhilarating moments. You don't have that same type of stuff in baseball. And this is coming from someone who can say that baseball is probably their favorite sport. Guess what? I don't want to watch baseball. It is another sport that really is a lot different in person at the stadium than watching it on your television. The other sports, you can kind of get the gist of the game and get excited when you're watching it on TV because the pace of it is so much faster and you can sit down and just watch it with baseball all the times that they're waiting to throw a pitch, stepping out of the box. Yeah. It, and even when it, it does get slow, even when you're at the stadium, 
I'm not really watching the game too much. It's just a great Never. atmosphere and a great culture that you're trying to find there with baseball fandom. You can talk to the people next to you if you want to have that. You're passing your fucking credit card down the line to grab a beer <laughs> and trusting everyone's going to pass the credit card back <laughs> because that's how it happens all the time over there. And you hear the, the only time you turn to look is when you hear crack. And that's right. when you look at the field and you go, ah, or boo, something like that. Right. Or you start hearing some different music come up because they're bringing in a new batter, a new uh, pitcher, something like that. You don't ever look at the field. And, again, and I would argue that they got the most marketable players they've had in a long time in the major leagues right now, too. Between Shohei Otani, we know what he's done the last year. Uh, Fernando Tatis is ridiculously marketable as the shortstop as well. They have pitchers that were going crazy the last years. Look at the small uh, Atlanta Braves winning. So they had Acuna that was hurt. Their best player, most marketable player was out from there. Uh, Juan Soto, another all-time generational talent. Seems like these guys are getting better, younger and younger in the sport. So, but it is dying in America. It's the international popularity that is bringing in a lot of talent that the is average, saving the average viewing age right now. The average viewing age is almost like 40 for baseball. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a like I said, it's a dying sport. And speaking of dying, this podcast is on its last legs because we got to wrap this up. I need to uh, do some things before I record some more things as in pot is war. So pot is war things. Yeah, that happens. What are you going to do? Tom, before we get out of here, do you got any birthday plans the rest of the night or what? Uh, tonight, not so much. I'm in Madison right now. Um, but tomorrow I'm going to, I'm going to go home, going to have dinner with the fam. And, uh, I got some plans with some buddies to go out downtown over there too. probably hit up water street. So nefarious things. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Today, not so much. No, a little bit, a little bit more relaxed birthday. It's on a Wednesday too. Pretty shitty day to have a birthday. So I would say as you get older, any day is a good day to have a birthday. But nonetheless, <laughs> that's just old man again. Uh, uh, what, are, what are you, 20? Double deuce. deuce. Double deuce. Ooh. 22. All right. Oh, I hate you so much right now. God bless you, <laughs> but I hate you. <laughs> last, last guy with a two Chris, in their age. Chris, think I about know, I just, right? yeah. I just Chris, broke the barrier, Plaid. Chris, I, uh, I turned 30 a couple weeks ago. Think about how I you weren't there. Happy belated, man. Think about how athletic we were 19 years ago, Chris. Oh, my God. I'm just thinking about how well my dick worked at 22, man. <laughs> oh, well, I'm I mean, sorry. all things considered, it's working just fine now, apparently. Sorry to I hear mean, that. It serves Mine's continued to get better yes. over age, by the way. <laughs> it's just soaking now. He's turned to Mormon, actually. All right. Well, on that sad note, let's, let's get out of here. Or something like that. Yeah, try some Epsom like, salt. Uh, we we talk about uh we talk about baseball. Uh, it's basically uh Dennis Oil Can Boyd right there for those of you that get it. <laughs> hey coach, what's up with this bat? It's limp. All right, on that note, uh Tommy, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Uh yeah. Make sure to check me out on Twitter uh, at Wurtz Thomas, W-O-R-T-Z-T-H-O-M-A-S. Uh, follow us on at Down the Wire. Like I said, on every Tuesday we post once a week. Um, we're growing. We're, we're 54 straight weeks already now. So keeping it up, keeping up the good work. 
Uh, check us out on thechairshot.com. There you go, Tony. Plugged you. Thanks. <laughs> Plugged you. Plugged you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're going to make the next shoe, man. You know, that plugging aid uh, is uncomfortable, I would imagine. It's called pegging, I think. I don't know. Aesop, <laughs> so you're, it's your turn. <laughs> Sure, 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 sure. Look me up on Facebook. You can find me uh, at Aesop Mitchell, A-E-S-O-P Mitchell. Also on Instagram at the Cream City Traveler. You can find me on Facebook, or sorry, Twitter as well. Uh, two different accounts at Violent Aesop, or you can find me uh, at Dave in Cudahy. And like I said, like Tom said, please listen to Down the Wire. We have a lot of big things planned. We do once a week. Uh, more or less nonsense, and it's going to be ramping up this year. A whole bunch of new segments and ideas and new people. Yeah, guests that want to be on and Mm -hmm. enjoy their time. That that really, that commit. Ask ask to come back. Yeah. We have have people all the time asking. All ages. I really want to thank both of you for coming on this show today. Um, you asked and, us though, and so the next that, I did not. Uh, the next time, the next, the next time I do not drink fifteen beers and a half a bottle of whiskey, I will be more than happy to uh, make myself available. I do apologize in all seriousness, gentlemen. But in all, no, we seri- love you, Tony. I know we'll you get you out I know eventually. You I know for you. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the second Tuesday of next week. So anyway, uh, but seriously, check these guys. There is no second Tuesday next week. Uh, Make sure you're checking these. Yeah, there you go. Make sure you're checking <laughs> these guys out. The podcast Pop. is the podcast is excellent, by the way, and I wouldn't say that if I didn't mean it. These guys are really good. They're fun to listen to. You can follow me at PC Tunny on Twitter and Facebook, Chairshot Radio Network, wherever you find podcasts, thechairshot.com. Always use your head, Christopher. Take us home, brother. Again, Tom and Dave, thank you guys for coming on, man. Make sure you all check out Down the Wire. It is a phenomenal show. I'll be back on there sooner rather than later, but it's a great show. Thank you guys for filling in and pitch hitting since we're doing the baseball motif here at the last minute. Uh, you all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Plat, but more importantly, make sure you all support the movement by going to ProWrestlingTees.com for the slash gonna have chair to, shot. Chris going to have to pinch, it, a, pinch it real hard if he wants to pinch it. ProWrestlerTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. If you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out here at the chair shot, the best way to make sure we're able to keep providing that content you love day in and day out here at the chair shot is by going to ProWrestlerTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. TheChairShot.com. Remember, we're not just a website. We're a movement, folks. Hope you all had as much fun listening as we did creating today. For the Warts Brothers, for the Commissioner PC Tunney, for Raymond J. Cashington, who's out on the assignment. Out on the assignment, Jesus Christ. Let's get up out of here. Enjoy your All-Star weekend, folks, ladies and gentlemen. All-Star Saturday night, the NBA All-Star game. Whatever you're doing, have fun doing it. Do it with style. Do it with flair. Take it there. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. We'll see you back next week, same Platt time, same Platt channel. Until then, shalom. I'm going to smoke a bunt. Right. This cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years. One love, yo. Yeah, that's right. He's got game. E.E. 1998. If man is the father, the son is the center of the earth. In the middle of the universe, then why?
is his first, coming six times rehearsed. Don't freestyle much, but I write them like such. Word. Amongst the fiends controlled by the screens, what does it all mean, all this shit I'm seeing? <laughs> Human beings screaming vocal javelins, sign of a local nigga unraveling. Uh-huh. My wandering got my ass wondering, with crisis and all this crisis. Hating Satan never knew what nice is. Check the papers, well I bet on ISIS. More than your eye can see and ears can hear. Year by year, all the sense disappears. Nonsense perseveres, prayers laced with fear. Beware, two triple O's. It might feel good, it might sound a little something. But damn the game, if it don't mean nothing. What is game? Who got game? Where's the game in life? Behind the game, behind the game. I got game, she got game. We got game, they got game, he got game. It might feel good, it might sound a little something. But fuck the game if it ain't saying nothing. Damn. Was it something I said? You don't see, so you turn your head. Saturday morning, thechairshot.com and Chairshot Radio Network DWI podcast. We'll preview the All-Star Weekend. Make sure you check it out. Thanks for joining us today on 3-Man Weave at 3-Man-Weave. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.